This podcast is sponsored by Palo Alto Brewing Company. Since 2009, Palo Alto Brewing Company has offered a wide variety of brews for beer lovers all over the Bay Area, ranging from the classic hoppy ending Pale Ale to a limited-release bourbon barrel barley wine named Honest Gellis. Other favorites include Atlas, a West Coast-style double IPA, the Hostage Rye IPA, and their barely legal coconut porter. Look for all these beers and more at your local liquor and grocery stores around the Bay Area. Palo Alto Brewing Company's Tap Room is located at 233 University Avenue in downtown Palo Alto, California. Open seven days a week from 11.30 to 11 p.m. Stop in for lunch and dinner and try some delicious food and tasty beers. For more information, visit paloaltobrewing.com or look for them on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And now, let's get a drink. Damn, but I will say, the second I said hot dogs, y'all fucking judge me. I'm cocktail. Did you lose your goddamn mind? I'm either going to drink to be happy or drink to be sad, but either way, we're I'm drinking. Gonna drink. I'll take you guys to New Jersey yeah. as a night. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Happy Friday. Might sorry if I talk with a sort of a lisp or something. If it, if I sound weird, the top of my mouth is numb because I just got back from the dentist. So it feels puffy and weird when I talk or close my mouth and open it. So sorry if it sounds weird. You know what I mean? Also, gonna apologize in advance too for this uh, uh, during the. Um, the the podcast with uh with Max today in the background you'll hear a lawnmower or some kind of fucking blower and it it's on for fucking like probably about a good twenty minutes but it's it's you can hear it but it it's not as upfront you can still just tell it's there it's just it's not super annoying but it's just kind of one of those things you're like ah. It's fucking in the background. Sounds like fucking, you know, I kind of had no control over that one. Um, also, if you guys can still help me out and review and subscribe to the Apple Podcasts um, and write a review on there, give me a star rating of some sort. It helps out. Um, I can know what kind of, you know, stuff I need to, uh, to work on and, and how to advertise to who's listening. Um, and... First two people, I'll, I'll, if you do a review, I'll send out some shirts so you can get a hold of me and, uh, I'll get your emails off of that and then I'll, I'll be emailing you back and forth. Um, and also if you want to buy shirts, um, uh, through anybody else, for anybody else, I should say, um, that's 25 bucks and you can email me at a few deep at gmail.com, um, or get, get a hold of me through the Instagram. Uh, at all Jose, either one of those. So yeah, if you can do the review thing, that would help me out a lot. It's, uh, it's one of those things where it's like, it needs to catch on more and I need to like push that and everybody's like, get the star review. And if you were on the show and you listened, um, uh, go write a review that you were on the show or something and say, 
whatever you want to say. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just need the, just need the stars, man. I just need the reviews. Um, all right. So that and all right. So my um my guest today was Mac Dish. Uh, see, Mac. This click 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 click. Uh, Max Disher. Um, we talked about uh, making music, brewing beer, uh, some Instagram tricks of like you know what's like uh like you know fake instagram versus you know instagram versus real life kind of thing that kind of back and forth and i talked a little bit about uh, max's uh, hawaii trip uh using pay phones and pagers back in the day um some misunderstanding you know about texts you know when you text somebody in the words and you you know it doesn't it doesn't come off the right way sometimes you know when you're texting somebody or vice to saying it. That's why it's like weird when you have read comments on Facebook and you know it's an argument or you know it's just a conversation, but you can't really tell. It just kind of escalates into when somebody says, fuck you or go fuck yourself. Then you know it's like, <laughs> then you know that it's like an argument then it starts getting worse. But it's like, you know, it's like I can't debate over a fucking Facebook, you know, about politics or about dumb shit. I can't do it, you know. I have to talk about it. I can't write about it. You know, I can post facts and fucking, you know, articles and shit all day. It doesn't mean nothing. You know, it could be all fucking fake news or it could be not. You know, you're going to believe every fucking stupid article? No, that's the problem with the internet. You can't fucking believe everything you fucking read on the internet. Uh, also talked about some South Park stuff. People telling, you know, tall tales of, you know, or, or exaggerating stories. Uh, <clears throat> we also talked about some perspective flips you know like uh uh like like a thing could mean two things or it could mean it could look it could look really um awesome and then you could misunderstand it and it it could mean that it's actually a bat like you'll hear during the it's hard to explain but you'll hear it better when when max talks about it um it's hard to put into words, you know, just, just perspective flips, you know, changing, changing the way you, you view something. We're talking about angles of views of, you know, that kind of stuff. And then we talked about some good teachers who taught, um, uh, some, some kids who it's, it's hard to teach, you know, and hats off to them because they're teaching, um, some hard subjects and they're making, and they're revolutioning, revolutionizing the, 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 the way they teach and it's you know getting much easier to understand and, and hats off to those teachers who can um like articulate things better and make you understand it easier you know those kinds of things so so yeah so anyway we talked a bunch about all that stuff but more in detail so check it out and this is max disher so hope you guys enjoy it Hey, what's happening, people? Welcome to the podcast. My guest today, Max Disher. Did I say that right? 
You got it right. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Cool. First try. There you go. That was the easy one. <laughs> Usually some of these ones are hard. Yeah. All right. Cool, man. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast, dude. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Yeah, dude. Yeah. This is cool. Um, so. Yeah, so first things first is we'll grab a beer. Uh, we'll split this first one since, okay. uh, you know, we'll get we'll get into the swing of things. Right, right, um, right. But you like IPAs, right? I can live with an IPA. All right. There's going to be there's going to be some that we're going to be living with <laughs> the <okay>. whole time. So. <laughs> That's fine. You know, it's good. It's uh I like to challenge myself. Full disclosure, I actually tend to avoid IPAs. Oh, really? Yeah. Next um, time I have to prepare. <laughs> no, no. It's all good, man. Um you know, uh Bertie and I used to drink um Steel Reserve on a pretty regular basis. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my palate is well adjusted to <laughs> a broad spectrum of flavors. Uh, if you can adjust that m- a mic to your liking, so you're always in front of this little, not this one, but the other one. Yeah. So like this notch. Oh, so gotcha. Kind of like right in this area is where you want to talk. But just, okay. But you can just yeah, yeah adjust it to your comfortability each time you move and. And I'm, yeah. I'm good here. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Yeah. Cool, just cool. so we're right up front, you know. This Same is a clean line. setup, my friend. Hey, well, thank you, dude. Appreciate and, that. Uh, it looks like you record music in this room too, yeah. Yep, that's the same as I do with the, uh, like I said, the loops and stuff, and I'll just yeah. plug it in uh, to here to the mixer. Okay. And then I'll run shit through here if I'm just messing around, or if I want to do a live thing, I can just record through the mics. Okay. As well, different kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, I like that vibe you had. Uh, that song that was going for the intro. That's. Uh, it had kind of like a retro 80s sort of feel to yeah. it. I'm into that. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like, I don't, it's like I just start with something and it's like if I, if I kind of like it, I'll just go with it, whatever yeah. it is. It's like, I don't really, t- I don't tend to go with any specific genre of trying. It's just like, I go now by like sounds. Yeah. And like, it's like, oh, I feel like kind of writing like a rocker riff. And so I'll break out the guitar and then I'll, I'll do like more of like a distorted punk kind of thing first. Okay. And then I'll feed off of that. Uh, but most of the time I just start with like a drum track mm-hmm. and then I'll start add-ons, you know, of like rhythm and then I'll move to like a, I usually do bass last because it kind of gets this nice feeling of filler into it. So it gives yeah. a, a better feeling to it. Interesting. Um, but yeah. So I'm sure you know way more about music than I do, but um, I, I do remember, you know, especially conversations I had with Bert uh, yeah. talking about how the baseline is is sort of the well it is the baseline that yeah. wasn't yeah. intended to be a pun but yeah, yeah. <laughs> the bass yeah. is the bass the bass is the bass yeah. Of, of the, yeah it's like the backbone yeah. of the music like the bass and the drums are what hold the song together and then mm-hmm. everything else is kind of goes off like that you know if you have two guitars or lead and a rhythm or yeah. in vocals you can kind of you can kind of experiment more with those right whereas the, i mean the other ones you can too you just have to have some kind of solidness to one of them first right so if if the drums kind of switch off and do like a little thing then the guitar and the you know bass have to like kind of keep pumping out that rhythm right kind of hold it down yeah and then if the bass wants to do a solo kind of the same thing it's like yeah there has to be like a guitar that just kind of holds that rhythm right so whatever stands out that's your lead you know yeah takes over the lead part of whatever is dominant in the band so they're just kind of like tapping in to hold down the rhythm yeah. While the bassist goes experimental. Yeah. But <clears throat> the bassist by default is sort of responsible for like all other things being equal. Just starting out, the bassist is the one who's sort of holding down the, the rhythm. Yeah. 
for yeah them. basically it'd be like and then if you want to change it up <clears throat> excuse me um you can you can go back and then as you, as the song's progressing as you write a song and you know you take each part whatever then it kind of opens up the bass the bass gets that little you know bass line right and then you can kind of start uh tweaking the bass lines and start adding into more of it you know so it's not just dum 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 it's more you know you can kind of so it adds more of the feel to it and in so most a lot of people they re-record the bass last so you can add more of those dynamics to it and find out you know what is working and what's kind of because it because <clears throat> it gives it a good vibe you know a good feel the bass kind of like is all the feeling to me anyway yeah yeah, yeah. i uh i played bass for a little bit actually oh nice i keep circling back to birdie <laughs> <laughs> i guess you can tell i miss the guy <laughs> Dude, definitely miss that guy yeah yeah i hope he's good out there in lisbon yeah uh, but uh yeah yeah he was teaching me how to play bass for a little bit oh um, nice back like Right around the time we finished college. Okay. And uh, full circle, you know? Yeah. yeah it's, it's so do you play anymore? Or you don't? years now. No, I haven't picked a thing up in ages. Uh, all my calluses are long gone. And <laughs> uh, But it was fun. You know, it was just kind of like a good way to end the night. Just, you know, I uh, was working two, three jobs at one point. But, um, you know, get off work late and uh, go chill with the boy and, you know, uh, he'd teach me a little bass. We'd have a couple beers, yeah. burn a spliff down, and just kind of. It was like a nightly cap, like a you know? like a nightcap ritual. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I love those things. It was awesome. Yeah. It was. It was a good little tradition that we had going for a couple of years there. Yeah, that's awesome, so, dude. Yeah, yeah that's super fun. Well, cheers, man. This is um, this is uh, ancestry brewing, uh, best coast IPA. Okay, and it's seven percent. Uh, uh, that'll do you. Oh, yeah, this is in, uh, see if I could say that right. I, I pronounce words like shite. Uh, that's uh, actually one of my fortes. Really? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you I'd like to take a stab at you're it. You're going to have to do this one. I say, uh, Twalatin? Twalatin? Whoa. Oh, that Twalatin organ? <laughs> outside my, <laughs> my expertise. Oh, interesting. Twalatin. Yeah. To a Latin, to a Latin, Twalatin, maybe. It, it I don't looks know. like one of those, um, you know, probably a Native American word or something. Yeah, I'm sure it is from, especially being in Oregon, to a Latin, Twalatin, 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 The N is soft. It's uh, yeah, it's interesting though. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, well cheers, man. Cheers. This is an IPA? Yep. This is, this is way milder than I'm used to. You know, IPAs are starting to get... IPA, I, I, ugh, ugh. IPAs are starting to get less hoppy now, which is kind of interesting. Thank God. Yeah. I, I mean, I like I like a bitter IPA sometimes. It's like, you know, I... I um, all these there's a lot of hazy ones coming out that are like you know tropical fruity undertones you know hmm. milkshake either made with guava passion fruit it's like there's so much bullshit now that people are <laughs> acting to beer it's like, i mean some of it's fun but it's just you know it's not not what everybody wants 
Yeah. So, but there's uh, there's some that are like dank as fuck that I, I'm like, ugh, you know, they're Just rough to get over down. The top. Yeah. Yeah. But that's starting to go away almost. But I, it's it's sitting somewhere <laughs> in the middle where it's not going to go away, but it's not popular at the moment. Gotcha. You know, when they when they stray so far in flavor profile with a beer like that, I wonder who is the authority that suddenly steps in and is like, okay, this is no longer an IPA anymore. This is like a whole new thing yes. that you created. <clears throat> so they're basically doing that because we entered some beer competitions because I brew, I homebrew oh. with some friends of mine. Dope. And uh, so we, we entered like one or two competitions and basically like not the fact that we're on a new wave brewing process, but we're brewing beers now that are out of the category that they don't find traditional. So then they mark them bad scores because they're not traditional. Mm. It doesn't mean that they're not tasty beers, you know, or whatever. They don't, yeah. you know, they have, they just, they mark them down as, uh, you know, it's not a standard IPA or this is not, we don't know what this is. So you're, you're not, you can't, yeah. basically you don't place anywhere. That's deep. Yeah. It, it so it's like almost sounds like those like Westminster dog shows or something. You try to show up with like your most loyal mixed breed dog or something. Yeah. Basically. Like it's a perfectly satisfactory dog. Yeah. It's probably a better dog than most of these, you know, <laughs> these other fucking dogs yeah. just chilling out. You're like, come on, man. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. It's, it's on somewhere of the, the, um, yeah. Like you said, like, uh, uh, pure mm-hmm. brewed beer or something or pure bred dog. Right. It's, pure right. breed or something you know yeah so it's like oh you've gone outside of the box now we don't know what this is pure is such a loaded word in practically oh. any context i mean there's in- <laughs> yeah there's there's it's a ridiculous world there's probably nothing anymore that's like 100 percent pure and i don't think there ever was in the first place true something you know that you learned that with the um the uh the the 23 and me like dna just testing just going to say that yeah <laughs> you're you know? absolutely right yeah cuz yeah. you know all descents are from africa and then it goes to asia and then it comes up through uh to europe and then uh, mm-hmm. uh jewish and and it kind of everything is just it starts right there and yep and everybody always has that one or 2% from wherever you know Funny enough, I'm holding a globe holding the as world. we talk about this. <laughs> yeah, these are all my fidget things for people because I it's noticed. Perfect. Yeah, I noticed that people were like, would like, uh, they would always like, you know, tear up coasters. People love mm. tearing up coasters. It's one of my fucking biggest pet peeves at the bar because I'm like, dude, I gotta clean that shit up, and it's in tiny, <laughs> tiny, tiny pieces. And like it's almost like dust particles at the end, like a big mountain of fucking coaster dust, and you're like, come on. <laughs> Damn your it. bartender, not your maid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm here. I gotta fucking clean all this shit up now. So I was like, but I noticed people were kind of doing that here as well. <laughs> you just and I can't was, escape it. And I was like, yeah. I was like, what? I was like, I need some fidgety things for people mm-hmm. to like because people love to like while they're talking. Like you know, when you have a conversation, people just don't always you know. It's not 100 percent engaged. You know, it's always like you know. Oh yeah, it's like this and then you were talking about that and then people are just kind of like moving with their hands you know mm-hmm. and so i got the rubik's cube the only thing i've got that are weird are the, the squeeze squeeze things they're a little intimidating yeah because yeah. it's hard because you can't you can build with them but then they make this popping noise <laughs> together like when you put them together and then you pull them okay. apart it's like boop yeah yeah it's I like a imagine. yeah so they suction <laughs> and then they're 
Yeah. Yep. So, but not that it's a big deer, but just hear it. Then throughout the podcast, you hear this like snapping, you know? Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. going to get a little infuriating. But <laughs> it's one of those words like you don't always snap it because like throughout the podcast, you're building like this fucking Lego unit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, we're getting real abstract. <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly. Exactly. I love it. It's very inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. And they come in these fun colors. I mm-hmm. mean, for the benefit of your listeners, I wish I could just run down all the fun stuff you have on this table for me. I mean, you know, these these squishy things, these are, this is like one of those stress relievers. Yeah, type the of stress things, balls. Right? Got one of those. Yeah. I, got, I had like a few of them, but. Uh, something <clears> very <throat> poetic about being able to squeeze the globe to relieve relieve my stress. I'm squishing the world. <laughs> yeah. yeah, basically. <laughs> Got the world in the palm of my hand. <laughs> yeah. In a world. <clears throat> I think a friend of mine got that for me, and one they got one or two of them. I forget. Or I might have got that one. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. But y- she's like, no, it's like she noticed when she was on the podcast, she's like, oh, you got some, some fidget toys. I love it. I'm going to get some more for you. I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> nice. And then you got this box that you like fucking, you have to put back into a cube, which is like all this. Oh, yeah. These kinds of things. Yeah. I, this would take way too much focus. I'm going to yeah. basically, if I start <laughs> fooling with that, I'm going to not be talking anymore. <laughs> Very one track mind. Uh, the Rubik's Cube, though, uh, good choice. Uh, yeah, that's a nice little uh, yeah. fidget one because all you're doing is spinning colors, you yeah. know, while you're. You're bullshitting. This is all I ever could do was complete one side. Well, that's what Laura did. She's like, I can only get one fucking side. <laughs> this sucks. I was like, yeah, I can't do any of it. I can't do it. How do they get it? I don't know. Yeah. It, well, you know, there's a gigantic one in Budapest. It's oh, really? Like, yeah. Stories tall or something. It's massive. And because uh, a Hungarian guy invented this thing. Really? Uh, yeah. I think his last name was actually Rubik. Rubrik. Rubik. Yeah. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, so they've got a massive one, and it takes, like, several people to turn one side at a time. Um, I was going to say, that's going to be intense to turn. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And who plays that game? It's like, who wants to be on my team? Let's turn this cube. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) You sit there and, like, argue about it. No, you don't want to turn that side. Don't turn that side. Yeah, we're not ready for that. That's going to take forever. That's, like, the longest game ever, like, longer than chess, just because you got to make the cube go. You know, it's like, what should we do? Turn that? No, 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 no. Don't turn that one. have like you're off my team man hours long arguments about which side to turn you know yeah yeah so um yeah but yeah i've never managed to solve one of these things no nah, me neither you know, you just buy it and then just never move it you watch the kids on like uh on youtube and stuff finish one in like five seconds you're like, yeah what the fuck yeah have you seen the kid who does it blindfolded no in like 30 seconds yeah he just wow. looks at it he's, he just goes hmm Okay, and then he he sits it down, you blindfold him, and then boom. And he just does it. 20 seconds or something, he's done. Yeah, YouTube makes you feel a lot worthless. You know, (laughs) like, if at your best day of your life, YouTube will make you feel like it's the lowest day of your life. You're like, dude, I just learned this guitar solo, and it took me like a month, but it's fucking killer, and I nailed it down. Mm -hmm. And then you go on YouTube, and this 12-year-old Japanese girl just fucking destroys it without even looking. (laughs) God damn it. Why do I try? There's no reason to try anymore. YouTube has told me so. Wasn't that... That's kind of the folly of social media in general, is that it's always showcasing the absolute best of the best of every aspect of life, right? Basically, yeah. And it really does... It feeds my, and probably most other people's, inferiority complexes, you know? Because I think to myself, well... 
you know, I, I scroll through Instagram and everybody is in some exotic location doing some crazy thing. They're skydiving <laughs> or cliff diving. There's a lot of diving. There's a lot and of dives <laughs> on the Instagram. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think to myself, well, what am I, what the hell am I doing with myself? Just going to work every day, like some chump, you know, <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> but you know, all we're ever getting is that, that, highlight cross section it's like watching a highlight reel of Dion sanders or something you right remember. yeah like the dude got tackled occasionally too yeah once <laughs> in a while he got a, he got tackled yeah he you didn't know? always have a great game mj but, got stuffed at the rim occasionally too yeah but you do you youtube doesn't show you him getting stuffed it shows you him dunking over people that are six inches taller than him yeah repeatedly repeatedly it's just like wow i am such <laughs> a nothing <laughs> yeah that's like constantly having to remind myself yeah, no, it's it, what's weird is you know people. That's the problem with uh, with social media and, and Instagram in general too, because a lot of it you can do, which a lot of people do, is is later posts. You know, it's like mm-hmm. you know you take pictures of your lot, you know, for weeks or whatever. You know, you're starting to do stuff and you get a mm-hmm. collection going, and then mm-hmm. you can just start posting, being like, "Oh, Jamaica was so awesome," and then it's like you know, so every single post you're like, it looks like you're partying, but you're like, those are through time you know it's right. like and when you look at somebody's page you're like dude all i do is fucking drink and party well you're like, yeah yeah but i do have times off you know i just yeah. don't post my times off <laughs> exactly it's like i'm always posting on you know you're not gonna post like not drinking here's me uh lounging around and watching netflix <laughs> like you know why? what we need an, is an app where people exclusively post the i don't know what the opposite of a highlight a low light the low light, oh yeah, like a a low light feed. Yeah. So yes, I see you partying in Jamaica repeatedly, getting drunk and ha- having a ball. But I want a feed that is exclusively devoted to you hunched over the toilet, yeah, you know, throwing trying up, trying to yeah. recover from the bender that you just went on. Problem is, nobody wants to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I just experienced that. I don't want to watch that shit. <laughs> Here's me, with, here's me with no makeup, you know, as a girl. You know, <laughs> exactly. they're like, here's me with no makeup. Exactly. Not that, because I would rather see actually a lot of girls with no makeup. It's, it's, to mm. me, it's a lot better, you know. Yeah. A lot of makeup, it's, it can make you look really, uh, different and beautiful, mm. but at the same time, girls with no makeup, you, you actually get to see their real face and it's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. Instagram, yeah. you know, I noticed some girls would do that. They'd post a, this is, this is Instagram life. They'd go, this is me and this is mm. also me. So they have like two faces, you know, yeah. or multiple faces because they like to do colors and. Well, see, that's honest, shit. and that's 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 a beautiful thing that people are willing to expose themselves in that way because that's that's the truth, mm-hmm. right? You know, I mean, yeah, as opposed to like a fantasy land. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, you know, that's uh, I don't know. That was suddenly very depressing. The thing nah, nah, that's people okay. People are so people can be so fake uh, about that kind of stuff and try to make it seem like their life is so spectacular. Well, you know what I find? At the end of the day, we're all human, man. So oh, we no. We have bad days. Do we all, I gotta go to the fucking dentist today. I'm having a bad day already, but I'm drinking beer, hanging out with you. That's not a terrible day. You know what Amen I mean? That. It's, it's Amen good. That. I'm happy to, you know, you know <laughs> set you on a high bar yeah. so the dentist can pull exactly. you back down. Exactly. Pull me back down to reality, being like, hey, remember needles in your face? Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Damn. Back down to reality. Not so popular. It's gonna be a rough visit, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, yeah, and like, um, I was just saying, oh, like it's like the re- the reality for for Instagram. It's like people don't want to, you know, they don't want to be pulled into reality. Like they're living there, and they want to see like all these like you know fantasy land like fucking videos and highlight reels, highlight reels, basically yeah. of the entire their entire life. Mm-hmm. Which I guess that's that makes sense. 
Oh, you're talking about people going back and looking at their own feed. Um, well, yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah, I guess kind of in a way, being yeah. like, and then usually what you like do like a highlight reel, but like most of my stuff now is like podcast. You know, I'll post like this is the podcasters who want it, and then you know I'll pick, take a picture of the beers that we had, and yeah, you know what I mean. It's like more. I'd say it's half business, you know, half pleasure. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's almost like a highlight reel. And then when you look back on some of the shit, you're like. Why not? Why not take a picture of that? It's fucking stupid. And I posted that. Wow. I post wow. so infrequently on that kind of stuff these days. Um, I, I I almost take like a. It's probably hubris, but <laughs> I have a tendency to get to get out ahead of myself with that kind of stuff. But I actually kind of get proud of myself these days when I see something spectacular. And don't snap a photo of it or post it onto Facebook or Instagram or something because I feel like I had that moment and it's mine, you know. And you are nobody um, else gets to have any of it. <laughs> you are. Uh, what's have you ever seen the movie? Um, uh, uh, the Walter Mitty one was it the uh, the secret the secret life the of secret Walter life Mitty. of Walter Mitty? Yeah, that was uh, Ben Stiller. Yeah, right? yeah. So uh, you're the you're the Sean Penn in that where like he they're in the mountains, and and they're looking yeah. at that ghost line or that ghost leopard, yes. In, in the, and he's like, he, he's like sometimes I don't even take a picture because that one's for me. Like mm-hmm. he just keeps it for himself. And I it's thought deep. that was I thought that was the most beautiful thing I ever heard. I was like, fuck, I want to be Sean Penn right now in that moment. Yeah. I'd forgotten about that movie, but yeah, that's. That's that's pretty that that's how I feel in those moments. Yeah, it all kind of circles back. Can I tell you a story real quick about this trip? Doesn't have to be real quick, but just tell. Yeah. Yeah. So um, when what was that? Uh, it was two thousand. It was uh, Y two K. My family okay. went to. How old Hawaii. were you in Y two K? I was fifteen. Okay, cool. Yeah. So you're not that much younger than me. Yeah. Yeah. Born in eighty five. Nice. So. Okay. So yeah, you're five years. That's and, good. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, Y2K, my family went to Honolulu for the for the holiday or to Hawaii for the holidays. Mm-hmm. And we wound up, um, you know, going to Maui at one point. And my dad and I took this crazy trip where they let you basically bomb the biggest mountain on Maui on a, on a mountain bike. So oh. they drive you up to the top. And then you just get to, and then you just get to fucking just get go downhill, downhill, which is awesome. Well, that is cool as fuck. Yeah. I mean, if you're especially at 15, if you're ready for it, you're like, let's do it. Yeah. Now yeah. I'd be like, really, I got a bomb this hill. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I've always kind of been a speed demon, and oh, nice. uh, up until the point where I actually got a car, a bike was the fastest thing that I could get my hands on. So this idea of just bombing a mountain as fast as possible sounded pretty awesome. So my dad and I went up there, and I got a little bit car sick on the way up, which wasn't too pleasant not really relevant to the rest of the story the main point is we get to the top that happens at windy roads you know yeah, yeah exactly i get ver- I, yeah i get you know car sick as well same yeah yeah can't sit in the back seat you cannot sit in the back and that was the mistake i made yeah. and uh and i just remember the guy the tour guide thought he was so charismatic at one point he said something like i've got two rules uh for this trip uh, rule number one no whining <laughs> rule number two see rule number one and then <laughs> My dad, from the back seat with me, goes, I don't like the rules. <laughs> <laughs> My dad is a total ham, dude. That's awesome. So we get up to the top of this mountain. By the way, it is the 
like before the crack of dawn. We had to get up at 3 a.m. because the idea is you go up here and you watch the sunrise from the top of this mountain. Okay. And then you bomb the mountain. All right. So you guys are so, up fucking earlier just, than the roosters getting yeah, up. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there are roosters on the island. There are definitely. There are roosters everywhere. Yeah. And they're not up yet. So you're absolutely right. <laughs> so we get up to the top of this mountain and they've got this little observation deck. There's no bathroom up here, by the way. Oh, but right. Which sucks. And later. Yeah. So we get all the way up there. Altitude is it just fitness. you two? It's us and probably maybe uh, it's probably a dozen of us total on this tour group. It was a okay. big van, but just you and your dad is like together. Yeah, okay. Yeah, just me and my dad, my sister, and my mom stayed at the hotel. Um, my sister was really young at the time; she was okay. five. So, oh, got you. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, we get up there, and uh, there's a bunch of other tour groups up there with the, their big tour buses and stuff, and <laughs> they've got this little observation booth. It's kind of shaped like a de- uh, like a uh, octagon ah. geometry not my strong suit <laughs> not mine either <laughs> it's a big octagon and it's just got windows all the way around so you can see the view right? yeah and it's very beautiful but it's also frigid right because it's the top of a mountain well right yeah so it's like four o'clock in the morning <laughs> you're fucking freezing your ass off freezing my nuts yeah. off and so you know we stood outside for about 30 seconds to you know admire the view snap a picture or two and uh-huh. then we huddle we get inside the observation deck and still it's super still drafty cold. yeah and uh people are, are shuffling you, are, in and out are you constantly. wearing anything like or is it just like no. we're in like t-shirts and we're shorts white you're like hawaii right. gear like it's, tank tops and who thinks flip yeah, <laughs> packs their jacket to go to hawaii nobody right? so <laughs> we were not prepared and uh, and they won't let us back in the van for whatever reason. I think they actually just unloaded all the bikes and then the van just takes off. You're like, okay, so you're, you're like, we're gone, we're out here, that's it. No whining. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> so we're in this booth by 10, 15 minutes in. The sun is finally rising. And my dad and I are just huddled in the corner of this booth as far away from the door as we can get because we're trying, we're just like trying to share warmth. Yeah. And all these people are around, milling around, uh, trying to take photos. But every time they snap a photo, the flash bounces off the glass and whites out their photo. So they decide that they're going to go outside to take the photo and then come back inside. So what that means is there's basically a revolving door that keeps letting more cold air in. Constantly just letting (laughs) all the cold air in. And we're getting so fed up. And they won't let us take the bikes yet. And so my dad, at one point, he just blurts out of nowhere. He's like, God damn it. Can't you people remember anything? <laughs> just like, take a mental picture. Why the hell? Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> the view was so spectacular. But how many photos do you need? Of the view. Of this one sunrise. Yeah. You, you need know? one. That's it. Yeah, exactly. You need one. It's the sun. Yeah. It's it, the sun. It'll be back. <laughs> I guess the problem back then... It's because there wasn't so many, like, accessible cameras. That's true. And not phones, so you can go, oh, that was a good one. Perfect. You have to go, and then look through, like, 700 of them and go, oh, that one was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, And that's assuming you actually had a digital camera. Yeah, assuming you had one, yeah. Yeah. Because most people, I'd say, Y2K, 2000, I didn't have a digital camera. That was probably when I... still getting them developed a lot, weren't they? Yep. Yeah. I'll say that I got my first f- cell phone in 2000, 2001. Okay. Somewhere around there when I was like 21. That so, sounds about, yeah, right about the same time as me, I want to say, because I mm-hmm. think it was 
Yeah, it would have been like uh, junior year of high school, I think, was when I got my first phone. I had a pager before that. So did I. <laughs> Not even that I deal drugs or anything. I just had a pager. Me and my friend thought it was the coolest thing ever. We're like, look, dude, you could spell hell upside down. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, that's fun. Who gives a shit. Need some code words to tell you, like, get out of town. Yeah. You know? And you have to go, for the, like, dial it from a payphone and shit. You know what I mean? Right. You have to dial the number, punch in the like, codes so you can display, like, how do you spell hot? I love you upside down. Fuck. You know, page your, yeah, girl, page your girlfriend and shit. You're like, dude, dude, one, seven, five. You know, it's fucking stupid. Right. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> the shit the shit we did back then just, just to make things work is just hilarious. It, imagine trying to explain it to our grandkids, you know? It's going to be impossible. Do you think about that ever? Like, like when you have like, kids and then their kids are going to be like, like back in my day, you know, we didn't, we just barely got cell phones. You're like, oh my god, how did you live? You know, yeah. like even that, people say that now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, pff, I don't know. I don't blow your mind, man. Do you remember Parrot Cellular? The 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 uh, it was the cell phone store, and uh, it was like basically the Metro PCS of of our day. No, I don't. Um, I don't. I'm not. So I'm not from the area, but oh, it might oh, be okay. in uh, uh, a state thing or gotcha. But out, yeah. ours was. As simple as uh, Radio Shack or something like that. Yeah, yeah, so, you but, could get them at but Radio Shack. Same, too. same kind of cellular, like cellular mobile, yeah. whatever, whatever was around that time. Mm-hmm. And that's how I met one of my best friends uh, that became a drummer of mine uh, for a while and is still my like one of my best friends today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was working at Radio Shack at like <laughs> nice. cell cell phones. He was like the cell phone guy to go to. He was just yeah. always. With like fucking the the new technology up on it, like being like, yeah, yeah, you gotta fucking do this and do that. You gotta learn the new T nine, and you're like, oh, right. what the fuck? T nine. You gotta what the fuck oh do I gotta do? God, there is a blast from the past, dude. <laughs> I used to be so fast with that, dude. I was as well. And then I remember when I got my first iPhone, I was like, oh my god, I don't know like anything. Starting over from scratch. <laughs> Why is this taking is this, so long? What is this keyboard? Yeah. Oh fuck this <laughs> noise! I can't do it. My thumbs are so goddamn fat. I'm pressing like five letters at a time. I can't. How do? And now I just do it in my sleep practically. But, um, God, T nine. Yeah, I had a uh, Samsung Katana. It was Samsung's uh, response to the Razor. Remember the, the Nokia oh, yes. Razor? Yeah, yeah. And so that was yeah, Samsung's super slim phone. It was it was a good phone. And yeah, I just remember busting out the T nine texts to as I always do like to all the honeys. I was super popular. To all the honeys, like how are you typing so fast? What class did you take to type this T nine? There should have been a class in T nine for sure. Yeah, there really should have. There really should have. I um yeah, I remember there were all those codes with the pagers too. Because I remember when I bought my pager, there was an actual little pamphlet that came with it that said, "Here are all like the pre-agreed upon, you know, I guess I don't know, like the UN got together and decided like all of these codes mean these, <laughs> these things. These are gang codes, <laughs> and we have to call them out and bust them. What's this code? No, look, it says fuck yourself upside down. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure that says mashed potatoes. <laughs> like, Damn, how'd you get that pee? <laughs> Yeah, you remember all those little tricks like you used to be able to, um, if you didn't want to burn your quarters at the payphone, you would uh, call somebody collect. Oh, yeah, 1-800-COLLECT. blurt out the thing you wanted to say real quick in the, because when it asks you your name, you just say, meet me at the fountain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was, somebody did a skit on that like a while, like a long time ago. I can't remember who yeah. it was. It was like it was some comedian, he was like calling and he was like, or it was on a movie or something. 
yeah. they would call up collect and he'd be like he'd be like yes the chicken has le- left the rooster I'll see you later on the on the nine <laughs> and he like hung up the phone like what the fuck yeah. you have a collect call from I'll see you on the run <laughs> exactly one of those deals like damn alright 1-800-COLLECT <clears throat> that, I remember my friend one time not one time I would say multiple times so he several had, times <clears throat> so he had this girlfriend and was never <clears throat> allowed to use the phone at his parents. His parents were, you know, not very nice to him when he was growing up. Okay. They were all right, people. I just didn't understand. So um, half the time they would lock him out of the house. Whoa. And he would have to sleep at my house. And, you know, me and my mom would. My mom, my mom took a lot of people in for. Yeah. Uh, just when you check it out. Yeah. <clears throat> um, my mom took a lot of people in for, of my friends of just to uh, make sure that they were like not hungry or you know they needed a place to crash. Yeah. Or what was going on? And, and so we had we lived in a row home, and it was like four apartments, like one, two, three, four. Okay. And it was just just a building that by itself. That's it. So those four apartments. Okay. And then my friend lived on the end. I lived like in the middle. It's on the east coast. Yeah, it's on okay. the east coast. This is New Jersey. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess yeah, I was yeah. gonna say row homes mm-hmm. are pretty pretty common in the northeast, right? Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah I guess it's not a thing out yeah, here. We don't see them out here. Very yeah, much, yeah. So it's like a row, it's a row home. It's just a bigger building <clears throat> with four apartments side by side, side by side, instead of connected on top of one another. Yeah, not yeah. not going up. It's going out. Yeah, I guess yeah, you, yeah, I guess because yeah. of that, the peninsula makes more sense. Like when you go to Japan, <clears throat> the um, the malls and everything go up. They don't go out. Really? So, yeah, so huh. so everything is so everything because it's an island. Such limited real estate. Yeah, because you're on an island and you don't you take it up yeah. space that way, but the air going up, you know, you Plenty got unlimited, right? So you right. can build stories. Uh, so that, I guess that's the kind of the the reason for it. We had a lot people had a lot of land out there back then, so it was just like, well, fucking build it wide. Why build it yeah. up? You know, right? More safer, I guess. There's a fire; everybody can get out. Kind True. of thing. True. Yeah, there's some benefits. Um, so anyway, so yeah, he so we lived next to this uh, convenience store. It was like right across the street, and so he would get locked out of his house, you know, multiple times. And you know, me and my mom, like, you know, we found him. <laughs> there was a tree, a tree stump that he would be sleeping, curled up, sleeping on him. Like Jay, come on, fucking Jeez. come in here, dude. Yeah. So it'd be in the middle of the winter, all the snow just like on top of him, just Whoa. coming down. Like that's intense. Yeah. So me and my mom would be yelling at him. Come on. You know, yeah. yell like, dude, it's fucking snowing. Get your ass. In. So <laughs> he'd be like, inside, yeah. he'd be like, all right, you know, he'd fuck come in and we'd hang out. And, <laughs> if you, you know, insist. Yeah, he was like one of my best friends. Like, why the fuck you sleep outside, dude? Knock yeah. on my door, man. You know where I'm. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but he had this girlfriend one all the time. Then the caller, he would go use the payphone, mm-hmm. and constantly he'd be at this payphone in front, like on the street, just being like, I'm like, you would never see that. Nowadays, just somebody standing in the mid, like you know, on, uh, downtown, Seriously. just on the phone for like hours. You know what I mean? Just talking to this girl. Yeah. Like how you would call your friends back in the day. Hey, what's up, man? What are you doing? Yeah. Ah, no, I'm just chilling. Do do That's what he did. I was like, wow, I can't imagine being on the like. I never, I didn't do that because I was allowed to use my phone, but mm-hmm. I hated the phone in general. Like the phone itself. Hmm. Like, I didn't like. I liked calling my friends to be like, "Yo, dude, what's up?" Not much. We're gonna go over to here, uh, probably about five o'clock or something, and you know we're gonna do this, do that. If you yeah. want to meet us there, that's cool, right? You know, I don't know what you got, what, what you got going on. I'm like, yeah, yeah. So it was a, it was a conversation to do, right? Like, we're right. gonna do it was this a facilitator, or it was what a are you tool. doing tomorrow? Yeah, it, yeah, that was actually to do that. Now it's just like I don't, I just text people. I don't, 
I don't call half yeah. the time. I kind of miss phone calls, to be honest. No, I do actually. That was my bread and butter. Yeah. You know, when I when I first started really talking to girls, I mean. Oh yeah. You know, it was my voice, and it was you know that that kind of verbal communication was my bread and butter, and at texting, you just you, you're you losing out on a lot, man. You're losing out on tone. You're losing out on a huge chunk of of humor. You know, this. I mean, so much of humor is how you sound. Yes, because I could not text jokes, and people always tell me, <laughs> right. "Yeah, what are you gonna knock knock?" You yeah, sit there well, waiting for those bubbles. <laughs> it's like, well, it's like, well, it's like when you text something, it's like, you know, I don't know. Even if like you text your girlfriend, like you know, fuck yourself. It's like, wow, it sounds so harsh it over sounds, a text. Yeah, it's but when you sincere. say it, when you say it in like, when you say it like next to her, and you're, you're talking, you're like, oh man, fuck yourself. Yeah, and she's like, ah, oh, whatever. You know, it's just like, exactly. But on a text, it really gets escalated quickly. It turns from a joke to a fight. Yeah. So I, I can't text like humor or joking around with somebody. You know, not just like a joke, but joking around. Yeah. Because it gets taken way out of context. It gets lost in translation. Yeah, it yeah. does. Because words alone are so, I mean, they're so rudimentary. There's so many, so many other things that have to come along with them for people to understand exactly what they mean. Yeah. And we're losing out on that. And, and I, uh, it, it kind of makes me sad. But at the same time, I think it also is helping me out. And this is, this is the flip of it, right? Right, right. Is it, it feels like, is making it easier for me to identify people that I actually want to have conversations with. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's, yes. They're the only other people that would give a shit in this circumstance, right? Yeah. So if, if I meet an individual who all they want to ever do is text, then that's probably not the kind of person that I want to have a conversation with in the first place is, is sort of the conclusion I'm jumping to. I don't know if that that might make me an asshole. No, no, no. I, I agree with that 100%. Um, I like, you know, I like, like you said, you, you miss phone calls. And I find that I actually start loving phone calls more now than mm. I used to before because before, yeah. I just never liked <laughs> being on the phone for no reason. Yes. And when I would call my, even when I call my girlfriend, it's like, I can't be on the phone. I, even now with Laura, like Laura will call me yeah. all the time and I'll just be like, she'll just be sitting on the phone being like, so what you doing? I'm like, dude, <laughs> No. I can't. I can't do that. It's like my my yeah. my phone call has to have somewhat of a purpose. Wasn't that the the Family Guy episode when Peter got a sex change or something? <laughs> <laughs> He's like in the tub. He's like, "Hey, Quagmire, <laughs> what you doing? What you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just yeah. hanging out. <laughs> Did you need Nothing. something? Or? <laughs> yeah. He's like, ah. <laughs> hey, Quagmire, where's the O in country? <laughs> country tour <laughs> love it it's one of my favorites this show is brilliant man <laughs> these guys are so ahead of their time they were way ahead of their time dude them and south park oh yeah you south know? park way yeah. just way before that too it was like 98 97 when that came out it's crazy how old that show is now isn't it yeah i mean it just god it, it ages the hell out of me when i think about it because i remember laughing about that shit when i was in middle school <laughs> And, yeah, uh, exactly. It is still... It's still running and relevant. And relevant, dude. Yeah. 
more relevant now than it was then, actually, because when they first started out in the first season, it was like you know aliens coming to abduct the cows and oh yeah, it was it was uh, random shit. They were just you know testing the waters, getting scuzzled yeah. butt. You remember yeah. that? <laughs> the, the gay cat is like a, or, or dog. Or one of them was like yes, the dumb gay dog, gay dog or some Stan's shit. Dog was Stan's gay dog was gay. <laughs> just yeah, they were kind of you know they were finding themselves. Yeah, but now they are so on point with their their social and political. It's uh, like something happens and an episode comes out. Yeah. It's like whatever, political, dead, just you know, doesn't matter. It's like, wow. Mm-hmm. This just is is keeping up with the times. Like, you know, this is like yeah. right now. This is happening and then they've released an episode about it. You're like, damn, that's fast. So many so many little little pieces that they hit right on the You know, one thing I uh, I just recently rewatched the whole season with PC Principal mm-hmm. uh when he first came out. And one of the things I tripped on, have you noticed he's always standing with his hands in his armpits like this with his thumbs pointed straight up? Who is? PC Principal. He's the, the principal that takes over the school in place of um, the, the blonde lady with the pink oh, shirt. Oh, right. Yes. And uh, he's all about everything being PC. And he lives in a frat house where all of his frat brothers are super PC all the time. and all Right. They- <laughs> so... Anyway, he's got this this typical stance. He's always standing with his arm, his hands right under his armpits, with his thumbs pointed to the sky. And <laughs> I now I notice that anytime I'm out, it's, I see people who stand who stand exactly just like, like this, that, and I think, immediately think of PC Principal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to boil it down because I'm like those, you know, Trey Trey Parker and Matt Stone are clearly on to something about people who stand like this. That and they I must have just yet take to figure out. They must just take notice of. The little idioms that people do. Yeah. You know, it's like just little, little, little details details of, you know, I I, I tend to notice some things, but not like those guys. You know, those guys are like, wow, that's hilarious. Let's put it in something, Mm -hmm. you know, and like, like nobody would ever really kind of notice that until you're like, dude, have you, have you noticed that this guy's like always standing, always standing. It's hilarious. I had to watch the season a second time over before I even tripped on it. And then I was like, dude, they're, they're clearly trying to get something across to me. Yeah. And I still haven't figured it out. I'm probably gonna have to watch it a third time now to figure it out. A certain type of person, man, that just stands like this. (laughs) You know, I don't know what it takes. Some brand of guy. Yeah. Some, some PC motherfucker that's (laughs) just, and that has no sense of humor. He's just like, no, no, knock it down. Everything is terrible. You need to do this. Believe in God and Jesus, you fucker. <laughs> it's, it's defensive. There's something very defensive about standing in that way, you know, with your hands under your pits, with your arms crossed. Yeah. I notice when I get lazy, even when I'm in line for the grocery store, I'll just stand like this, mm-hmm. like with my arms crossed. Well, or, or I just see like you standing like that, I automatically jump to the conclusion that you're being impatient. Yeah, exactly. And then I find myself being like that. I'm like, I gotta, I'm like... It's not. It's like I'm. I've been. I'm being lazy. I'm like resting my arms on my arms. Yeah. You know. I'm like. It just feels like I'm not holding them up. Then I'm like, all right, let's put them down. All right, put them up. No, then put them down. I'm like, I can't. I'm not impatient. Yeah. I'm just like, I don't want to look. I don't feel the way I like. Like I look. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I think I looked. I think I look relaxed. Right. You're like, no, you look impatient. You look like you don't want to get the fuck out of here. You're like, hurry up this fucking line. Yeah. God damn it. It's so weird the way that our our mind can go with one narrative, but the way that people are perceiving us is completely contrary to it, you know? Because you're absolutely right. There are times I just, I feel like if I just let my arms hang at my sides, like my shoulders are going to get tired. It might even be irrational, but, you know, it just feels more comfortable to stand like this. But then people will look at you and think to themselves, oh, he looks really guarded right now. He looks like he's up to no good. He's thinking too hard. Yeah. 
Well, people think I just like even when I'm at work or something. People think I'm just like more agitated or or mean or something to people, and I'm just like, no, nah, I'm just at work and I'm like you know focused on probably ten different people and I'm doing multiple yeah. things. It's like because I got you know a lot of friends that come to the bar and they're like, hey, what's up? I'm like, what's up, dude? You know, yeah. just kind of like, but you know, but at the same time, I'm like, I have to go help this guy too because it's yeah. like a multi multitasking kind of situation because you're on your grind yeah you know so it's yeah. like you know i get that the bar is casual but at the same time it's like i'm still working everybody else is chilling right you know what i mean right. it's like you're at an event and you're the only one working and everybody else is having a good party that's a that's an interesting thing to keep in mind actually because you know and I, I see you um you know down at rosencrown yeah. periodically um i don't know that i've seen you down there when it was crazy slam but i know that rosencrown gets really really packed sometimes yeah so. sometimes it gets nutty and you're just like yeah <clears throat> that's that's something I'm, and it's it's important to have these kinds of discussions because then yeah. you know people won't walk away with some sour taste in their mouth like why didn't Joe talk to me last night yeah exactly know? it's like you know I'm it's like you know <clears throat> it's like introductions you know awesome you know like what's yeah. up dude how's everything going cool cool uh, what do you need you know it's like I'm yeah. not you know I'm not trying to 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 get you away from the bar it's like I'm just trying to get the information that I need quickly so then right. I can talk to you maybe a little bit more. You know, rather than it's like, wow, this these couple is still are still looking at the menu because I have to help them, like immediately after you. You know what I mean? It's like right. So it kind of it's like this. You got a rhythm jumping. Yeah, I'm jumping back and forth between people. Yeah, and I'm having a conversation, remembering like four different orders too at the same time, which is like mm-hmm. this guy wants this, this, and this. And this person wants that, that, and that. And then how was the trip to fucking this? And yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm talking to this guy too, who's got talking to me about music all day about yeah. the jukebox and i'm like you know so it's, it's kind of like scattered it's not that you mix. don't want to look at their photos from instagram no from their trip to costa rica <laughs> it's not that i don't want to but it takes my time right and if i don't have any if i have a lot of time there's nobody at the bar that's perfect you know yeah. i don't mind then it's like yeah i don't have to deal with anybody it's just like well, me you've, and got, you talking. you've got the perfect exit strategy here because you you know i'd love to see those photos come on my podcast yes yeah, i do yeah yeah Come hang out. Come hang out and talk yeah, about show it. Me the photos on the podcast, yeah. and then we can talk about them, and all of our listeners can just be like, "Well, what does the photo look like? Where's the photo? <laughs> I posted on Instagram. You gotta follow him on Instagram." There you go, full circle. That's what yeah, it is. Yeah, one hand washes the other, man. Exactly. I love it. I love it. So yeah, yeah I'll, I'll usually promote that too if you want me to. If not, then that's cool too. I usually be like, "Well, I'll usually find them like my guest was, you know, Max, and you know, and I'll mm-hmm. at you whatever the yeah the thing." Yeah, so I'm then I'll follow him, check him out. You know, even if your life is. Not well, going just, cliff diving and all that no, diving no, shit. Not a lot of cliff diving. Um, when I do post, it's usually because I, you know, just see something I think is remarkable, and uh, I, I guess I want to share it, which flies directly in contradiction to what we were talking about earlier. But you said you know, sometimes you want to share it. Yes, sometimes, sometimes you don't. So there's probably some I extraordinary. I just read a quote from something I watched. I can't remember if it was. Fuck, I can't remember the movie that I just watched. It was something with... Oh, it wasn't a movie. Never mind. It was a video game. I'm okay. playing... Um, Which have gotten crazy epic. <laughs> God, dude. So many goddamn good long games. Long goddamn ways and so, jumping on turtles and shooting ducks. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> from, that, from that one dimension, like, you know, fly yeah. across the screen. Basically play movies now. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's insane. But the quote was from Marco Polo, and he the quote was like, "I didn't tell everybody everything I saw because they wouldn't believe me." Anyway, <laughs> I was like, "Wow!" So that guy 
fucking you, you oh, know love that he's quote, an explorer man. and you know did all these things and it's what a fucking good ass quote and like yeah you know what i mean i was like damn that guy's deep that's awesome because i mean because as a listener hearing that quote it immediately causes you to beg questions about the way that you perceive other people telling you about their experiences right yeah because then you're forced to think or at least i am forced to think how many times have i given somebody short shrift because i thought that's ridiculous you know that that's uh, that's impossible but you know maybe they really did live that experience and so it it forces me to at least like want to be more open to people who come to me with things that i'm not particularly receptive to i'm actually thinking about my biological father right now as i say this because he's a pretty outlandish dude (laughs) (laughs) is he he the um random shit is he the uh what do you call uh the um uh, what's that other movie? Uh, the Baron Munchausen. Have you seen that? No. <laughs> I <laughs> so love it's a the person- name, though. <laughs> yeah, so it's a, it's the, the movie is um, The Adventures of Baron Munchausen. Mm-hmm. And the Baron basically <clears throat> he tells tall tales kind of a okay. thing. Like Kind of like, uh, have you ever seen Big uh, Big Fish? Was it Big Fish? No, I never saw that. It's is pretty. It, it's it's on the same wave. So we're, yeah, it's a movie fifteen years ago or something like that. Yeah, somewhere yeah. around like two thousand four, maybe. Okay, somewhere around there. Yeah. Um, where basically you have a guy telling tall tales, mm-hmm. but that it kind of happened, but he's just telling it basically a really exaggeration of the story. But okay. the Baron Munchausen is like somebody who like probably tells more lies than than the actual truth oh, as the real big fit or not real real big fish uh the big fish movie is that he tells more of a storytelling mm-hmm. of something that actually of did something happen. something that actually happened but in a different you know you see it in a different light like it's, it's kind like of a slightly embellished yeah he's yeah. like oh the witch from the swamp and you know you see mm-hmm. her and she's not as witchy but so they like show her like in the fantasy land and at the end they kind of yeah. show her and you're like, oh, she's actually, she looks like a witch, but she's kind of like, you know what I mean? But she's really just the bag lady from yeah, around she, the corner. Exactly. <laughs> so when you see her like in your mind as a, as, a, as a child, you're like, oh Jesus, she's so fucking scary. You know what yeah, I mean? Like that kind of shit. Yeah, but, yeah, but it's, those two, that's what reminded me of like the tall tale kind of like uh, uh, what, what you were saying. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like not everything is always, uh, I guess, as as people tell it. Right, right. So whether they're going to believe you or not, you know what I mean? It's like, it's the story that you tell, whether it's your version of it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. there could be different... Like, we were talking... Uh, me and Laura were talking about how her childhood, when you grow up, there's a lot of different views of you. You have your own view of yourself as growing up. Mm-hmm. Your sister has another view of you growing up. Mm-hmm. Your mother has a different view of you growing up. Your father, et cetera, et cetera, friends. Yeah. And you might tell a story that was there with a friend or your sister, and she'd be like, that's not how it happened. Because right. her mind, it's skewed differently. Right. Because she's living in her body and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Yeah, her perspective. Yeah. Is, I mean, literally her angle on the her story. Her angle on the story, yeah. yeah. And it's kind of how the, the way you tell it. Yeah, yeah. That reminds me of uh, one of the one of these exercises we did when I was in elementary school. It's probably one of the things that left the greatest impression on me from that age, and it's stuck with me ever since. We um, <clears throat> read this one page. You know, teacher handed out a sheet, and we all quietly read this one page 
about this war hero, this dude named Flota. Okay. And he's like this badass, right? He's, you know, he's on the front lines of World War One, and he him carrying out his mission was critical in saving so many lives because he was, you know, like jumping trenches on this motorcycle and, you know, riding through mm-hmm. enemy fire and dodging bullets. And, you know, they paint him like he's, I mean, he sounds like Steve McQueen or something. Right. Like, yeah. He sounds exactly. Like Just raging fucking flat through shit. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, and then, so the teacher says, okay, so what do you think about this guy? And we're all like, dude, he sounds awesome. Like he sounds like, you know, dude from the movies. And then yeah. she's like, okay, now read the name backwards. And then you read it and it's Adolf. Ooh. You're like, oh. Holy crap. And that was one of the most eye opening, I think, probably the first time that I can remember, anyway, from this age now, that I can remember somebody taking a perspective that I had and flipping it completely on its head so that I would learn. Yeah. There's always two sides to every story. And yeah, and that's. Which is fucking amazing. It's I mean, a it's a hard pill to swallow def- sometimes. Definitely. Like, that one is. You got to come to terms with the fact that you were just like, oh, yeah, Adolf Hitler, total he was, badass. He was, a, like, he was a badass. <laughs> yeah. Wait a second. Oh, shit. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Life sucks. <laughs> yeah. I'm an asshole. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody yeah. should have told me. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's crazy. That's a. That's an interesting, like, that's a good teacher. That's, like, an interesting way of, like. It was a great teacher. Of, 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 of teaching that whole philosophy, basically. Yeah. Mrs. Lucchini. Nice. I'll never forget her name. Nice. Yeah. I uh, proudly sent her a uh, uh, one of my graduation uh, notices or whatever. I forget what you call them, but you know, when oh, I yeah, finished yeah. law school, and she responded. Oh, nice. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Is she uh, like still in the area? Do you know? Or? She must be. Yeah, oh. I, my mom was able to dig up her address somehow, and uh, yeah, so she's still. She's a great teacher, man. She's. You know, well, I guess the fact that I can remember her name from that damn long ago is a clear indication that she left an impression. Yeah, yeah. I think that needs. I think that needs to be. Uh, uh, how to say, like, congratulated more. Like teachers need that more. Like you know, Dude. you know, even from like when you get Seriously. you visit like your old school and you're like, hey, do you remember me? It's like blah blah mm-hmm. blah. It's like more praise, I guess, to teachers would be fucking better you it know what would I mean? go a long goddamn way you're absolutely right especially yeah. considering how underpaid teachers are in our society yeah um yeah that that sort of appreciation I, I definitely think goes a long way and i've got i'm still in touch with you know a lot of my old professors and teachers and my mom is a teacher uh, mm. she's retired now um, okay and uh, i've got a lot of teachers in my family my uncle and my grandmother as well uh, oh you got a whole whole yeah well. lots of so, education going on there yeah that's awesome yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I know hearing from them and, you know, hearing from old teachers of mine, I mean, and it, even for me selfishly, if I just go talk to, you know, Mr. Mackey, one of my favorite yeah. teachers from when I was in high school, which is a South Park character, yeah, also a <laughs> South Park character. And, uh, also, um, yeah, just a great dude. He's still teaching, uh, up in San Francisco, but you know, I, it just gives me that like warm fuzzy feeling when yeah. I go to him and I'm like, dude, look at all these things I've accomplished. Yeah, and like you own a part of that. Yeah, you you I are would not be part responsible who I am yeah. without that, without your instruction and your guidance. And, yeah, um, you know, I hope at some point he gets to hear me say that on this podcast. Actually. Yeah, that'd be so, awesome. Yeah. yeah, more like I said, more praise and uh, congratulations yeah. to uh, <clears throat> to those who to achieved those from learning. You know, like Seriously. if he could. If he can inspire, like, at least, you know, one or two kids, he's done mm-hmm. his job. Absolutely. You know, at least. But I'm sure he's probably had, you know, multiple, multiple 
you yeah. know, not if not the whole class, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? I'm sure. Yeah, he's got praise coming from left, right, and center. If if uh, if even an ounce of the people in his classrooms were were worth a damn, yeah, we should all be thanking him. And you know, and he's not he, by by any stretch uh, the only professor that I feel like I owe it to. You know, yeah. I can, each each schooling face. You know, I remember college it was Doctor McCurta, mm-hmm. uh, my French literature teacher who broke me through a wall where suddenly, you know, through what was like the most grueling and agonizing semester of my life, suddenly I came out on the other end speaking French like I was born in Paris. Born in Paris. Yeah, I love it. That's and, awesome, man. That's uh, a, that is a good sign of a good teacher. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. We or, need definitely need more uh, of that. Professor Yosefan from law school was my uh, he was my business associations professor which is a required course and i postponed it until my third year because i thought that sounds like the worst shit that's ever happened in my goddamn life <laughs> i don't want to take that class and so it's just like constantly kicking the can down the road and then he turned it into like one of the dopest classes i took the whole time i was in law school was like, this guy is such a gangster how have i been missing i should have been take i would have taken all of my classes through law yeah. school from that guy i mean he was just the way that he communicated the the information to us was so radically different, yet also effective. He yeah. was he was a revolutionary in in his approach to teaching the law, and uh, you know, and and that's an old profession, and it's an old institution, law schools in general. Yeah, um, and so you know, finding a new way of of communicating that material, you, you practically deserve a Nobel for that, as far as I'm concerned. No, yeah, I agree with that. So, um, yeah, he's because that's some hard too. shit to study. So. Yeah, yeah, and and it's dry, very dry, dude. So oh, yeah. dry. Yeah, you fall asleep so. just thinking about it. <laughs> I fall just... asleep when somebody's thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking about it right now. I fall little... asleep. Yeah. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> yeah, it's it's rough, but uh, you know, he took a subject that I thought I was going to dread, and he found a way to communicate it that I was actually crazy engaging, and and everybody knows it because he yeah. won Teacher of the Year. Like we'd have this. Uh, you know, I think it, I think it would actually happen during commencement, and we would recognize the teacher of the year, and he won it like three years in a row. Oh, that's fucking awesome! And uh, yeah, and it was yeah, that's gotta feel great. Not at all undeserved. I mean, the dude, you know, he like I said, he, he was he was, he was revolutionary. He's doing yeah. he's doing some yeah. some new communication skills with yeah. this subject to to get it to everybody absolutely in a, in a crazy awesome way that everybody was like, yeah. This guy's fucking awesome. Yeah, he was a rock star, dude. He yeah. was super popular for it. I mean, you know, he just, he, he, knew, I mean, I wish I could, you know, put it into uh, more specifics, but wow. um, I think you get the gist. He just yeah. had a way of communicating something that, you know, put it into a context that was easier for me to understand because so many of my subjects in law school were so abstract, you know, contracts or, I mean, contracts is the, the best example where it's just all this like random communication. You got emails and you got paper mail and you got verbal communications and phone calls and whatever zipping back yeah. and forth. Come, and yeah. Through all of this madness, all this abstract madness, I'm supposed to determine whether or not a valid contract has been formed. And I always suffered with those subjects in law school where it was all about the abstract. The ones that were easy for me were the ones like criminal law or torts, where I could say, "Yes, this guy hit another person with his car." Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> clearly plain like a and tort simple. Has yeah. happened, like because I can envision 
it's almost like a play. I can envision all the characters playing their part. Yeah. You know, this guy accidentally rolling a barrel out of a second story window that falls on the other person's head. And then, you know, yeah. or criminal law is super easy, right? Yes. I can totally envision a guy walking into a liquor store and holding the place up with his accomplice. And then they run out and get in the car with their driver and the, you know, the store owner comes out and shoots bullets at them and accidentally hits an innocent bystander or something. I was like, you know, yeah. I can analyze this because I can picture everything that's happening. Uh, but then I was dreading business associations. I've, I've gone on a long tangent here, but just circling back around. Yeah. I was dreading business associations because it felt like another one of these, like, abstract bunch of paper exchange uh, subjects. And, and somehow he magically wove it into something that was actually pretty damn interesting. Yeah. And, you know, I don't think I'm ever really going to do anything with, you know, formation of corporations and LLCs in my life. But you never know. Never know. You never know. Never and, know. I'm and a lot more open learned, to the option yeah. now. Exactly. Because of him. So. All yeah. right. Well, cheers to teachers. We'll take yeah. a break hey. after this. To teachers. Yeah, to teachers, man. Amen. Um, this one, the second beer that we had was the this Lagunitas Undercover uh, Investigation Shutdown. Yeah. Limited release. Limited release. This was really this good. Really good. Solid. It's delicious. This nine is point, IPA. Nine point seven. No, this is an ale. Oh, okay. This okay. is not an IPA. This is one of the ales that we had. That was uh, rich. Yeah, is how I yeah. describe it. Yeah, so. rich, malty, dessert. Um, little sweet. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. not crazy sweet, but but not nice. Over the top. I don't yeah. like sweet, and this was right at this is a right a under nice that border. threshold yeah. for me. It was perfect. Yeah, a little like a like amber color, and mm-hmm. yeah, it was delicious. Very good. All right, cool. Let's take a break for the first round. All right? Sounds good. All right. We'll see you guys. All right. That's it. I want to thank my friend uh, Max for coming on. Um, Super, super smart dude. Super cool. Uh, Great time to hang out with. Tune in next week for his his round two. And I didn't realize that this episode episode today is episode 50. So I'm going to give myself a... A little golf clap there for making 50 episodes. I was going to do, I mean, I talked about before about doing seasons, but uh, I don't know. It's just like I don't have the content ready or like the new, like a new intro. You know, it just kind of keeps going and evolving. Uh, seasons are cool if it's like a, you know, a, like a podcast or, you know, like a, a really overproduced um, podcast. Mine is not, so it's just me and it's hard to do random shit half the time so i gotta splice and you know add things in and do it like that so i'm i'm gonna skip the seasons but i'm just keep trekking but i just want to say uh thanks for everybody uh making uh all the way to episode 50 um i I couldn't have done it without all my friends who come on the podcast and it's been a blast um so here's to 50 more um so let's see Uh, all right i want to thank um, the Willow Market Mountain, uh, Menlo Park, Jane's Beer Store in Mountain View, the Rosen Crown Palo Alto, and my sponsor, uh, Palo Alto Brewing. Go to the tap room, downtown Palo Alto, California, uh, 233rd University. Um, they got great food, great beer, awesome place to hang out. They got jukebox, fucking, it's good. Go there, get some food, get some beers. Um, I want to thank uh, Ale Arsenal in San Carlos <clears throat> and Alfasa Brewing. <clears throat> awesome guys. <coughs> Excuse me. 
Um, so yeah, if you guys can do a review on Apple, that would be awesome. The Apple Music or Apple Podcast, sorry, we ever get you write a review. And like I said, I'll send the first two shirts through email, and I'll, we'll, I'll be in touch. So go write a review. I'll be checking every now and then to see if it, it happened. Um, you guys be safe for the holiday. I'll see. You, I'll talk to you guys next week, but I won't see you for talk to you for Fourth of July. So everybody have a safe. And happy holiday, and don't blow your fucking fingers off or anything. Or light somebody up with a fucking quarter stick. That would not be fucking cool. I hear these booms outside of my fucking window all day. I'm just like, Jesus Christ, that fucking blow up a car. So, yeah. So be safe. Don't be stupid. Hang out. Hang out safe, you know. Uh, light, light some fireworks, but don't fucking be a douchebag. Be a fucking douchebag. Right? Alright, man. I'll, t- I'll talk to you guys later. I'm, I'm rambling and shit like that. There's fucking numbness in my face is just occupying my mind. Alright, later guys. God damn, this shit is good.